0: I'm Derek Thompson, the host of the podcast, Plain English. We tackle technology, politics, culture, history,
1: everything that's happening in the world and why it matters. New episodes of Plain English drop every Tuesday and Friday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: everybody, welcome to Right's House, hope you're all safe and well. Today, at just the midway point in this Premier League season, we're going to be giving out some flowers. We'll discuss who we feel have been the best managers, players, teams and surprise packages of the season and much more. And my guests are Mr Karl Anka and Musa Kwonga. How are you gentlemen?
2: Very well, very well. Very
0: well.
1: It's Friday.
0: Well. Night. <laughs> it's Friday. Night. Mm. It's Friday man, night. I'm getting ready to blast. I'm, re- I'm getting ready to go up to Manchester. I'm looking forward to it. It's fine. I'm going to see um, Leah Galton, guys. But right, we we'll Amazing. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to see, Yeah, Leah Galton, Player of the Month last year. So I'm going to go and see Cl- Leah and go and check her out and see what's going on and say, "What, Leah? What are you saying, sis? Good times. You know what I mean?
1: How's it going, man? Talk, talk to me. What's going on? It's good. I think it's flu season. So, you know, anyone listening to this, make sure you're taking your vitamins you
2: and, take them. Uh, kick your chicken noodle soup. Chicken. That's Moose what she made it. last night. Now somebody's on it. She got, look this at what got you got? It. Vitamins doubled up. Listen, double the vitamins
1: dose. the dose months ago. Yeah. You know, I'm talking to all you and I know you're all, you know, seasoned podcasters, broadcasters as well. So I know you all have cost syrup on lock in your house somewhere, <laughs> just in case you have to do an emergency record and just. Take a big swig of cough syrup before you go in.
0: Listen. Fish oil, turmeric ginger. What
1: do there. you know about fish oil, turmeric? the syrup tucked. Get the syrup tucked always.
0: <laughs> I'm doing right. It's halfway house, man, because we're halfway. Yeah, halfway in the Premier League, of course. Absolutely.
2: In the Premier League. Yep, yep, yep.
0: And you know why I know we're halfway? It's because people cannot stop reminding me. That, yeah, but it's okay. Arsenal are doing great, but it's only halfway. <laughs> so I was thinking you know what I mean it's like so they, get, so they put the doubt back into you but right. like I'm just thinking for, for this up to this halfway point obviously Arsenal fans are absolutely delighted but we should just check out the people who are
2: doing good stuff yeah what's so exciting about the Premier League actually before we get into that is just like it's how people have really seized the moment mm-hmm. at a time of transition for a lot of clubs this is an opportunity for certain clubs that haven't been doing so well in previous years to really go for it and mm. it's really striking how they've gone after it really proactively Mm. on and off the field. That's been really impressive. So yeah. yeah.
0: Brighton. We're probably going to talk about Brighton. <sighs> A see. lot.
2: A lot.
1: Honestly, A lot. bro. We're getting into Honestly. that. Mario you know, always says, Brighton be cooking with the big spoon on the stove. <laughs> 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 Something special. I am
0: delighted, I've got to say, for De Zerbi. Delighted for him. Because remember when that man came, before that man even stepped foot here, he was getting... The disrespect. Oh, man. I'm, you know what? I'm so pleased. And this is why I, I'm quite pleased that on this one, I'll be on the right side of history of the Zerbi. <laughs> Because I remember it was Graham Soonis. Graham Soonis and that was talking about who is he? What's his experience in this league? You know what I mean? What, all, all that stuff. Well, he doesn't know the league and this and that. My gosh. I've, I don't think that anybody's come in and has, and has been so impressive in the way he's gone. And I think a lot of that as well has to get credit. Who has to get credit for that as well, I should say is the board, the way that club is run. You know something, everyone at Everton should have to go there with their pad and pencil and listen to how you run a club and how you bring managers in. Let's start with managers. Then is he, is he your tip Mm -hmm.
2: then?
0: I'm probably going to go with him as my tip.
2: That's amazing.
0: um, For what Brighton are
2: doing. That's amazing.
0: And how, again, like I say, the, the, the way that club was run and the way it went, you're looking at someone like Graham Potter, we hope is going to get through this, this storm, this, mm. this hurricane he's caught in the middle of at the moment in respects of Chelsea and show how when your club is run as well as it's run, then you can bring in a good coach mm. with good young players, good recruitment, good experienced players as well. You are going to do well.
2: You have to trust that process of doing that. It's wildly put Deserbi because I was thinking about this prior to this uh, podcast and Deserbi was a name I had there, but I was feeling, is it too early to give him that crown? Because there's some coaches who are absolutely just, I mean, they're just coaching the, they're coaching the ass off this league. Like this is, Eddie, uh, Eddie, is it, man. Eddie Howe. <laughs> this is it. But well, yeah, mm-hmm. they But also Arteta. Obviously this, Arteta. It was obvious absolutely. to avoid, you know, it was, Arteta was the obvious choice. And Deserby was my kind of, like, cute choice. Ten
0: Hag, let's not, you can't just stop there. Ten Hag is
1: coming. Ten Hag's doing big work. They were comparing him to Frank the Boer. They were comparing him to Frank the Boer after Brent the Brentford game. This. Oh my I was gosh, there. the disrespect. I was there, I was there, I saw it, and they were going, oh Poor my Frank. God. They were calling him 10 games.
2: Oh no! They were calling him Eric 10, 10 games. games.
1: Oh they were calling and him Eric 10, 10 halves. it ten, 10 minutes. This is 10 it.
2: 10 halves. And then
1: <laughs> you... But remember this, you know, after that Brentford game, he canceled their day off and made them all do jogging and he did jogging jogging with them. That was incredible. And everyone's going, this is dangerous. This is this. This could backfire. Mm -hmm. And then they just reemerge out of that, you know, little pause. And this is, they play some of the best football I've seen post berger United play in ages. And Mm -hmm. he said it, he said it, he
2: said it. He went there post Fergie. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. Sorry, I need to take a sip of holy water. That is... Woo. So, Carl, is he, is he your coach then? Is he your coach then, Carl?
1: I'm going to give it to Arteta. Look, they say it's yeah, the obvious thank you. choice, thank but you. It, it, look, I, apologies to all Arsenal fans. I got it massively wrong at the start of this season. I didn't... Oh God. Look, I knew, I knew they'd be good. Uh, and it, it was during the, the game at Old Trafford, the 3-1. Mm. Where there's like a 20-minute period and Saka is giving United defenders the business. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at Saka and I'm going, When did you when did you get this good? Mm. And like, I knew you were good, but he, he was beating up defenders. And I went, hang on. Were they Arsenal fans right? And forgive me, Ian. Mm. You know, Arsenal fans give flowers to a lot of their Arsenal players a lot. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's very hard to to see if they're being authentic. Yes. Or if they're just, you know gassing them up a little bit. So when you see it in the flesh and you go oh
2: mm, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He's cooking. He's actually cooking.
1: And then it was like over the siege and you're going oh hang on. Mm-hmm. I remember ages ago you were talking mm. about when Odegaard was on loan. You were saying we've mm. got you know Arsenal have to keep him. Arsenal have to keep him. And to. I was going and I was like mm, really? Mm. You've, yes. got, you've got you got Smith Rowe and you're going yes mm. you have to you have to you have to Dude. And I'm going I was like, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. And now every time Odegaard is bawling out I'm like well mm. Turns out, Ian Wright, Premier League winner, <laughs> FA Cup winner, Cup winner's Cup winner, knows a little bit more about football than me. How golden dare boot. he? <laughs> <boot winner. laughs> he's he never, 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 <laughs> never,
0: never leave the Golden Boot. Never leave the Golden Boot out. <laughs> yeah. Wow, there out. it is. Sort there he is. There he is.
2: <laughs>
1: you know? yeah. There he is. There he is. Yeah, he but jumps, Carl, when you out. see a player
0: like that and you're a striker, you can only dream that if only... I was very fortunate to have Burkamp. Mm. and then you look at what Erdogan can do and even just that little move what he tried in the box yeah, the guy's imagination and footballing ability is through fucking roof mm. in what he's capable of doing re- re- honestly through the roof and Arteta this is why obviously Arteta and mm. what he's done is for me he's going to be the cut. I'm, I'm giving Deserbi love simply because he deserves it but Arteta and the way he's turned everything around and blocking out the noise his face And his expressions, apart from when we see him win against Tottenham, which means a lot to us, win against Man United, which meant meant a lot to the whole, everybody in in, in the Arsenal world. Yes, you see a little bit of like happiness and emotion, but from the time he's been there to what he's had to change, the decisions he's had to make to get to where he is now, his demeanor and the way he interviews and what he says doesn't change. He's a man who is totally 100% locked into his project and he's getting there. He's mm-hmm. getting there, man. So of course I'm gonna give that love to Arteta. Not just because he's my he's my manager and he's at our club, but what he's doing is unbelievable. He's brought Arsenal back
2: where somewhere now. You've said it all, and I will add to that. I mean, um, all the only I'll add to that, and Arteta, I, I it was really difficult when I was doing this list prior to this podcast, like all the different players and managers that were like standing out. But as so I was like, do I go for the obvious choices? But sometimes they're just they're just there and. To outcoach this Manchester City, I know they've not been the best Manchester City. I know they're not um, blowing teams away to quite the extent they have in previous years because their build-up is slower, X, Y, Z. We've heard all those stories, but mm-hmm. to outcoach this Manchester City, mm-hmm. anyone doing it, has to be extraordinary, and that's what he's done. So yeah, he's mine. And
0: remember he's where my... he's come from. That's why Pep knows him. Pep used to call him. Pep knows. Mm. Pep knows what's coming. Pep knows what's coming. Pep knew the
2: screams coming like from inside when you the, the watch. house.
0: Pep's like you watch Pep's like the man who's telling us in in the film. Don't look up. Pep's the one who's <laughs>
2: telling us it's coming. That's Arteta it's coming. Exactly. Exactly. So who's your manager then? So you go. Mine's Arteta. Mine's Arteta. Like I. I so we're all got Arteta really.
0: Well, I wrote this go list on.
2: twice, and I wrote it. First of all, from the gut, and then I was like, "Am I being too obvious?" And then I made sort of like cute choices, and I was like, "No, moose, just be mm. real. Like, it's Arteta. Got to you. Got to give it up." In the same vein, can I go this first this time? Because we're talking about like, um,
0: please do, please. The really best
2: player has been at the halfway point, and I do have to go with the obvious choice here, and I do have mm. to say, it's Erling Haaland. Okay, do you know what it is? It's because, and this maybe this is a the thing about City fans. Unfortunately, because of the resources City have, right, they're never going to get credit for what's done on the pitch because they just have that much money. But the thing about Erling Haaland, what he's done is he's made himself the obstacle that's, that, that, um, that Arsenal have to pass through. Everyone mm-hmm. has to deal mm-hmm. with him. Like regard, and I, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's, there's certain players that enter the league every now and again, where they're so dominant, you can't ignore them. They're mm-hmm. the Suarez point of reference. As well. I'll give yeah, Suarez, Suarez Cristiano Ronaldo, mm-hmm. Thierry Henry, yeah. there's certain players and they're just- Aguero, Wayne, Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney. Rooney. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We Rooney on certain go. runs. Maybe, maybe, maybe Gerard at certain points when Gerard was yes. on certain runs, you know, there's certain players D- you, D- have D- to, you have to reckon with them. And I think this is mm. what Erling Haaland is. Mm. He's, an, he, he's, he's virtually immovable as an object. So he's my, he's my player this season so far. How about you guys? For me, Erling
0: Haaland can't be ignored simply because of what he's done and his impact. You can't mm. ignore that. And I, I suppose we, if we're going to be, if we're not going to try and be cute so as we can say, oh. Ian Wright was really cool. He kind of done something that I wasn't really seeing coming. It's amazing he's gone for him. No, I'd probably go with Haaland simply because of what he's done and his devastation. And what we all were thinking was going to happen is happening. And that is why, to a certain extent, people are seeing it as, oh, well, it's not fun anymore because we wanted him to come and struggle a bit because, oh, it's the Premier League and he's not going to come to the Premier League and do what he's doing in Germany because, like, the German League, is, he's come and he's actually, he's actually, he's, he's doing even better. Mm-hmm. He's doing even better. So that in that f- for that reason alone, and the fact that he's coming and he's answering all the questions, I'm giving it obviously I'm giving it to him. But I just have to mention Erdegar and the way Erdegar has fitted into Arsenal and the way that Arsenal tick with him playing and how he's done. He has to get a mention. Yes, I'm gonna go uh, with with Harlan, but I've got to mention I've got to give a mention because Arsenal doing what they're doing because he's the main fulcrum of that for me. He's
2: one of, he's one of the main reasons Arsenal are doing what they're doing right now. Mm. And actually, I want to jump in before Carl comes in. I want to just quickly give mm-hmm. Odegaard a shout as well, because very few players can, can come back from what he came back from at Real Madrid. Wow. Very, very few emerge from that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like when your confidence gets hit at that level, we had a chat last night, actually, me and some friends and talking about that thing when you get to a certain point in football, you're so highly rated, and then the step up beyond that is huge mm. and many don't make yeah. it. Many don't make it because it's such a shattering blow to the ego. And you've got all those people, all those pros who are like, you know, those bitter pros you might see on loan, they're like, ah, you thought you were all that, and you're on your way down now, and you're not gonna be that guy. You know, even look at the list of players that Arsenal released this summer, and you mm. look at them, so many, like Arsenal only brought in a couple of players this summer, and you look at all the ones they released and you're thinking, Oh my god, these poor guys off on loan, permanent transfer, mm. and how many of them are ever gonna return to a stage as big as Arsenal? And yeah. Odegaard did it. He got all done, of that. Yeah. He came back and he's, he's better than it. he's terrifying. He's yeah. Doing it. He's found his home.
1: Odegaard could have easily, easily been one of those. What happened to Mr what Odegaard? Happened? Yes. Right? Yes. Oh, he was just a PR stunt from Real Madrid, or whatever, whatever, whatever. And he had a couple of decent loan spells in the area of the Visa. And then
2: he's the Arsenal captain. Yeah. Now. Actually, Carl, right. can I have him one more compliment before you go? In? One ah. more compliment for Odegaard before I forget. Considered that Madrid like dropped him because he wasn't the consistent 10 for them. He is the only midfielder I can think of at the moment, the only attacker for whom Real Madrid would actually change their formation. That's the biggest compliment I can give him. Seriously. I could actually see them going from a 4-3-3 to a 4-3-1-2 because Odegaard's that good. Because of him. Of course, of course. We've got a baller. Carlos, yours?
1: I'm going to give some flowers out first. Go on then. Flowers for Odegaard. I've I've already talked about how I had to give flowers to Saka because, wow, he truly is special. In a way, Mm. cooking on gas. Oh my (laughs)
2: Uh,
1: uh, uh, God. Lissandra Martinez. Yeah. I'm I'm in the football stadium a lot. I'm in the mix zone. Mm. You you have to behave in a certain way in the mix zone. But sometimes (laughs) I look at Lissandra Martinez and I go, You don't know what you've done for me. (laughs) 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 Don't know. You don't understand how happy you make me every day. (laughs) (laughs) My God. What a defender. What a defender. No one's talking about his height now. No, no, that's what happens. <laughs> that's what
0: happens. The noise stops when the people just when the people cl- when they cl- when they plug in. No one's talking about Ben White's fifty million. Nope. No nope. one's talking about Angeles size. This
2: is no it. One. No one. It's
0: calm. No it's one. quiet. You know, no one's talking about Listen. Harlan's meant to be the monster. They're not talking. The Listen. noise stops. All
2: quiet on the Brexit front. It's going quiet. <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> no one's talking about Benny Blanco's transfer fee. No it's one just, no
2: one. Oh yeah wow not, yes and shout out to Benjamin White man shout out to Benjamin White yes beautiful yeah yeah the one I'm going to give it to and I'm going to be cute
1: I'm going mm-hmm. to name Moses Caicedo wow Oof. I'm right? so pleased cuz Brighton he, drew. he drew for I Ky- mentioned oh. yeah we're talking about Brighton and we're talking yeah. about being brilliant yeah. Moses Caicedo is one of those players where you know Manchester United were interested in him in the January and then when oh it's a bit we can't quite figure out who's in charge of representation we'll leave it for a bit and buy you. Mm. If we want to buy you, we'll buy you when you cost 60 million after two yeah. seasons. And mm. it's happened already. Mm. Right. And Moises Cancelo is at that, that very special point, a Premier League a Premier player is, where they're not in the top four or top six spaces, but every single club in the top six would be improved if they had Moises Caicedo.
2: Mm. That's facts. Absolutely. The performance he put against Liverpool... Yeah. was spectacular. That first half, the first half, mm-hmm. it was still nil-nil at half, I think, but I was like, Brighton destroying them. You know, we talk about a nil-nil threshing. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was a nil-nil threshing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a, this, the dam yeah. is going to break. Like Liverpool, you know, it's just abandon ship. It's in, you're in trouble at this point. Those who are not overly invested in this game, just leave at half time and do something else. Yes. Yeah.
0: I think someone else as well, I'm just going to mention just quickly, Solimash, Yep. from Brighton as well. When you watch him and watch how he plays, how he moves, how good a footballer he is, how he understands the game, he's one touch. He's, now he's added goals to his game. He's got great pace. I think that now with someone like Deserbi, he's set him free because remember, he started under Chris Uton and that would have been tough. For mm. a player like him, that would have been tough the way Chris played. You know what I mean? We started to see it not so frequently um, to, as at the, at the beginning with Graham Potter. Towards the end, it started to happen with him. But now we're seeing a proper a proper winger who's now realised what he's capable of. Can I throw in a
2: hot take? Yeah, go on. Go on. Sonny March is giving me down Anderton vibes. Wow. Ooh. And And Steve Stone. I remember when Steve Stone blasted Darren as well when he came to England squad. For the
0: technical level, yeah.
2: like Stone obviously yeah. had a, a very good technique, was um, but also yeah. like physical presence.
0: No, but Musa, when when Steve Stone yeah. came from Forest to the England squad and he started training with us, everybody thought, Jesus Christ. He, he was been? unbelievable. Wow. Everybody knew, with Darren Anderton, once you, Darren Anderton, again, in that, like Paul Scholes, those players, that they pass the ball to you where it has to be. Mm-hmm. Just naturally. That's the kind of player he was. That's the, I, I love the Darren Anderton vibes
2: kind of like comparison. I love it. Just in terms of someone that was a bit unsung. And then when you get to, the higher the level you took them to, the better they got. Mm-hmm. And there was no peak mm-hmm. to the talent. Like you could imagine Solly March coming on in the last 20 minutes of a really huge game for England, just playing like kickball, playing triangles, never been like, where the hell did he he mean? And we almost, the thing about England is we don't always give it to our players that come from there. Like you look at how how Argentina just give it to Alexis McAllister. They're not actually, Argentina are a really good example. They are a a country that are not ashamed of elevating someone. We saw the '86 World Cup actually as well. They're not ashamed of elevating someone that's not that well known. In certain places, they're like that person's front and center. You look at their fullbacks, for example, at this World Cup as well. They don't care. They're like, no, mm. we're going to use players you don't necessarily know, and we're going to run the whole thing with it. And we don't really do yeah. that in England. We're call- we're almost a bit no. caught up in kind of maybe like glamour or names. But yeah. if we were just going yeah. off sheer quality, someone like March would have been in the mix earlier, mm. in my opinion. But anyway, yeah. that's just to the- mm. throw that out there. Nice one. So those are our players. So I've gone with Holland. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have gone with Kai Sado and you have gone with Holland as well, Ian. I've I've, got, I've, I've, I think I have to go with Holland, but I wanted to go with,
0: uh, I wanted to go with Erdogan, but I'm going to go with o- Holland as a striker because I have to, I have to big up my the yeah. striker
1: union
2: game recognized
1: <laughs> game. Well, I
0: would like
2: to think so. I see that. I see that. Um, so, young player, who's your best young, young player. player so far?
0: Well, again, it's it's, it's, quite, it's, quite, it's quite, it's quite, it's quite hard for me simply because my team. my my team and my manager and my captain are people that I'd have. And then I have to mention Bukayo Saka. I have to mention Bukayo Saka, you know, because what that guy has been through from, even from the Euros, before the Euros, Mm -hmm. into the Euros, after the Euros, into the World Cup, out of the World Cup, back into Arsenal, the emotional, levels that this 21-year-old has had to go to a certain place in his life and still coming out with match-winning performances, that's just lifting the club up onto his shoulders and going, bam, it's okay. It's okay. I've still got you. Even when mm-hmm. I was inexperienced, I had you and I've still got you. Um, it's very difficult for me to look past Bukayo Saka simply because of, of, of what's happened up to this point and what he's doing now at halfway point in Arsenal's, arguably one of Arsenal's greatest seasons. Arsenal's greatest start to a season. One of the best I've ever seen Arsenal play, even under the Invincibles. We saw them do their stuff, but this team with this guy involved in it, with the, it's, he, he, for me, it's, I can't look further than him. Of
2: course there's people to give flowers to, but I can't look, look further than Bukayo Saka. Do you know, it feels like, when I look at Bukayo Saka what he's done at Arsenal, I feel like you know like Lord of the Rings, right? Imagine if they mm. made Frodo take the ring by himself. <laughs> that is That is basically it. With no help. No help. No, no help, fellow. No Gandalf. No friends. There's no fellowship. Friends. There's no this. It's like, oh no Oh okay. <laughs> oh, I gotta go there. This is what it feels like, Saka like the man just the man had to carry so much because if you think of the people now performing alongside Saka, they've all been allowed to go on their journey, right? They've mm-hmm. all been, it's like, you know, it's they've all been allowed to go on their own journey and develop. But that man was from day one expected he created to create that path. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's very rare. You see it sport, you look at maybe like, um, I don't know, it sounds a bit dramatic, but you have to look into like entertainment figures and be like, because there's very few athletes that manage to do that. You might say, like, you know, Back in the days, you know, the innocent days, you know, Michael Jackson, the Jackson Five having to carry that. You look at like LeBron Mm -hmm. James entering the NBA. I really struggle to think of parallels. Yes. The mantle where you're coming in and also like, you know, Luka Doncic at the Mavericks, but he's not expected so much. Like when you enter a place that that Arsenal were desperate, Arsenal was Mm. struggling, the place was in ruins, and that man walked in Mm. and he breathed life. Mm. A Londoner as well. So not even like someone that was unaware of the context. Not like he came in mm. from like wherever, like Martinelli just coming in under the radar. Just Saka understood fully what it meant to resurrect Arsenal. And he went and he mm. did it. it. Honestly. He did honestly. it. That is, that, is a, that is a man. That man hangs around at Arsenal. That is like, I don't know what the cue is for statues outside that thing. But uh, that yeah. man. Look at
1: you saying if... Look at you the, sprinkle that one no, in there. Because no, you,
2: don't, you don't know, <laughs> you know, because football, I don't want to be that guy to like, you don't know in football, yeah. right? You want people to mm-hmm. say, like, and the thing is now, what, what Saka's done, what Saka's built is, he's built, this is remarkable. If someone said to you, like, oh, two years ago, someone said to you two years ago, Saka will be a part of such a revolution at Arsenal that whatever offer anyone else makes to him will not be as good as the one that Arsenal make to him to keep him for yeah. the mm-hmm. next five, six years. Yeah. People would have laughed. Mm. But here we are, two years mm. later, and he's built that. Moose, I remember in, in
0: earlier, early right, his house is saying generational talent and the, the, the avalanche of generational talent. Oh, here you go again. Blah, blah, blah. And you know what? You, you think to yourself, it's a. Ve- I wouldn't say it's used um, sparingly. It's not used sparingly. But when you, say, when you see now what he's done, mm. and remember, hopefully the person who said that is listening. Remember, Gareth Southgate chose to give Mikayo Sacco the fifth penalty but for it, to take England that could have maybe taken England to their first trophy since 1966, a 19-year-old black man, you know, he gave him that responsibility because he knows the person that he's dealing with. So if you turn it on his head, Musa, and that all goes the other way, what has Bakayo Saka become? That is what, you know, that's maybe part of what his journey is meant to be, maybe that penalty miss. But for me, Moose, for him to get the responsibility at 19 yes. to maybe be the one to to bring England the, the glory, Gareth's got to get flowers for that. And you know what? We're only going to get greatness from this guy, mm-hmm. from, what, from what's happened from then and what's going to happen in the future. We're getting greatness. Look how he, Fucked up the World Cup, man. Man went there and just like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) he had France on skates. Skates, Listen, on their hind legs, on their hind legs. Oh God, on their hind legs.
2: Never seen a
1: defender see a defender,
0: a forward leave a pitch with so much glee. He was murdering him, and that's what he should have done. He should have brought someone else on over that side to blast down that French right side because Saka
2: put him in a place. Where he was spinning in the Phantom Zone, he put him in the Phantom Zone for sure.
0: He put him in the multiverse, bro. <laughs> <laughs> actually,
2: he is, but here is here's the thing, actually, Carl. Before you jump in, I wanted to say something else as well about um, Southgate's decision. There, Southgate gave him that responsibility, knowing he could handle it, whether or not he scored mm-hmm. it. That's the thing, isn't mm-hmm. it? That's whether amazing, or not. Moose. That's the thing, whether or not. Mm-hmm. And there is very few. Look, look, heavy lies the crown, man. It should be Saka, shouldn't it?
1: I'll give some flowers to Evan Ferguson, who's just.
0: Oh my God. Somerville at Leeds, Crescensio, even for that beautiful
1: player, first name. Player, right there. Crescensio, right Somerville
0: is coming. You know, you can uh, feel it. You can see the way he plays. He's coming. You know what I mean? Rico, to, what about,
1: was you just going to say Rico Lewis there, Carl? No, I was going to say Ramsey at Aston Villa. He's always oh been yes, there or thereabouts. Yes, and yeah. he's, he's, he's putting it together. He's putting it together. Yes.
0: But like, can I just say quickly on Rico Lewis? For Matt, for him to be going into City's midfield at his age with the understanding that needs to be in place in his head to understand mm-hmm. what what Pep Guardiola wants in that team and at his age going in there playing in that centre midfield, oh mate! Just the fact that he's there doing it makes me think I'm, I I can't
1: wait to see what this guy's got. It's wild. Rico Lewis is a Pep mage. Fullback. He's, been in the, mm. he's been in the Man City Academy oven for ages now. And we've mm. seen this before with Philip Lahm buying Bayern Munich. Uh, and, and then, I mean, in the, it was the Leeds game where Rico Lewis came and you know, Man City were playing that very odd formation of that, you know, that very three three one three. And Rico Lewis makes it work. He, he, he's absorbed all of those lessons that Pep Guardo wants from his wide players and, and to play those sort of high flouting craftian ideas. And for a teenager to do all that stuff. Yeah. And the thing I always think about it's this stuff is...
0: It's a lot. People underestimate how much he's having to take how on How right old
1: now. was Rico Lewis when Philip Lahm first was inverting for Bayern Munich, right? In his... What, 10? 11? <laughs> Goodness think. me. Right? How old was he when that Barcelona team with Lionel Messi and Xavi and Niesta were doing stuff on the pet? Right? He was a child. These are you know. And somebody's... you grow up watching that. You grew up watching that. That's you grow up watching
2: that and it's like fairy yeah. tales to you. And then you come like, okay, well, I'll I'll do it. It's amazing. I... Do you know what Pep was like? Pep was like, you know, at uni when we had these law lecturers, you go to like the um you get your lectures in the main halls, right? And you mm. would look at some of the lecturers, you know, don't get me wrong, we had incredible tutors and lecturers. Every now and again you'd see one or two people that were so inspiring that you wish that they were like at your college as well. Mm-hmm. And you could just see them mm. around. And Pep is like that in terms of the level of learning. Pep's one of the first coaches I've looked at and been like, working underneath that man must feel like almost like sco- a scholarly experience. Yeah, yeah. You know, an actual- yeah. That's exactly a,
0: a, what it's like, yeah. When you yeah. want to
2: just pull that person aside, because you know, someone like Pep is like always talking football, always interested, always interested in ideas. He feels like the kind of person you could always, even who's passing through like, you know, the canteen be like, oh man, like I was thinking about this last night. Yeah. And Pep would be like, oh, yeah. you should check out this game. Check out that game. Watch that guy, watch watch uh, Valadaib yeah. like watch two him. seasons ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. watch him. Yeah because the reason I mention this is because Pep was talking in this interview about Arteta uh, in a post-match interview and he was talking about him and, and I said there must have been a conversation that Pep had with Arteta where it was like, oh my God. And sure he's, enough, he's he here. talks about it and he goes, yeah, like I talked to this guy 15, 20 minutes and I knew. Mm-hmm. And Rico Lewis must get that with Pep. Can you imagine what it must be like to learn from that man? It Just must like, be amazing. It must oh. be amazing to be that young under that kind of coach. Unreal. It must.
0: It must be unbelievable. You know. I'm just. Just before we move on. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing as well. I know we're giving flowers and we're we're doing our young players and what. And like I've picked Saka anyway. But the fact is that Romeo Lavia at Southampton Mm. is another one. Honestly, come on, come on, man. It's just like again, you're just watching someone. You just watch them and you know when you're watching them. Obviously, you see the team and people start playing. And when you just see certain moves, certain certain passes. Certain, just, just, just things that, it's like if you're a scout and you go and watch somebody, you, you don't need to watch somebody for more than five minutes to know Yeah, he knows what he's doing. You might need to watch them a few times to then find out what his temp, what his, what his character's like, you know, temperament, all the sort of stuff at different stages of the game. But you could see a
2: player within the first five, six touches of what they're doing and movements. Especially the end of the table. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of um, when, when Sandro Tonali was at Brescia and they, I think they went down and then Milan bought him and then within two years he's winning the league for Milan and being decisive. Yeah. Because it's how mm. people play when they're at the bottom. You keep playing away out of trouble. At the bottom of the Premier League under all that pressure, financial yeah. like pressure, like stuff, and you're still playing, playing football. Balling. But actually, I got to say, I got to just say this, my young player is actually Erling Haaland. And the reason I say that is because people forget that the man is young and this is the problem. People take you for granted. You happens when you're that good, it happened with Messi, it happened all these, they take you for granted. And you have to remember these people are still young mm. because when you go into like scoring slumps or just like growing pains or just life, or when you make mistakes off the field, everyone leaps on you disproportionately because they assume you're already a man, but he's not. He's like, well, he is a young man, but he's like, he's a young man. And it's very mm. easy to expect levels of consistency that we really have no right to. But a great, great point. Like we really have no right. To. So, so I'm, I'm putting him. In the, I'm putting him there for that reason only, just to say, like, like he's still a young man. Like, let's not forget, let's not yeah. forget this guy's age. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I'm going with surprise package. Mm. And whereas you could say Brentford, I won't call Brentford a surprise package, but they're going to get some love at mm. some stage. They're getting love. I'm giving them love, but I think Fulham. Fulham, Marco Silva, you know, somebody that's come, he's kind of been through the tumble drive of the Premier League. Is he good? Ain't he good? He's gone to this gone. bam, 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 went to Everton, all that stuff What happened when he left, whatever, you know, when he left, whatever it was. And now the man's gone into a place like Fulham and, you know, he's blasted. And this is why you can see someone like, probably I'm going to go with, I'm going to give Mitrovic something because he's somebody that I've always liked as a striker. Moose always liked him as a striker. Couldn't understand that somebody who's scoring goals and playing well at international level, you know, in the way he plays that Scott Parker couldn't find a way to direct his team to play everything around Mitrovic. Mm. Literally everything to the point where he's like falling off the pitch when he's coming off. That's how much football that man should have got in that box. Mm. So to see him come through this season under Marco Silva with a, a very vibrant, energised Fulham team that you know we know you look at Fulham and you think oh Fulham they're so lovely but you know when you see like Fulham it's like in those horror films where the the little kid comes and then no it's like Incredibles (laughs) where the little baby's coming and then it turns into this fiery monster that Uh, is Fulham
1: right that is Fulham Fulham Fulham's corner kick routines. Oh my goodness. (laughs) You know, the the Athletics Fulham writer, Peter Rutzler, sort of broke down all their corner kicks. I was in a press conference and and Silva's like, oh yeah, you know. Well, we scored again from a corner, and some of some people in this room know of our corner kick routines, and just like stare at Pete. Wow, and wow. <laughs> but, wow! Why are you making the block? Hot? Wow! Why are you revealing our secrets? Don't reveal our
2: secrets, bro. <laughs> you know, you know what, yeah. Fulham. Are. I watched them for that. I watched them a few times a season. I'm like, they're like raccoons. That's what they are. That's <laughs> you know those, they're like raccoons. You know, you, you know, you leave a bit of food outside. You look outside. There's like 13 raccoons on site. They're like what? just going, coming for it. Yeah. That's That's funny. And you, like, you can't oh, really? do anything about really? them. It's funny because actually my, my surprise package, we're going to do like, look at underrated players as well. I was going to mm-hmm. mention Palinia in both categories. Yes. Yes. Whew, you talk about an acquisition. Mm-hmm. Sporting Lisbon is just, I mean, that, that we need no, there's no conversation about the quality of the club, the player that has produced by that club over the last, the last few years. Um, Palinia just to come in to the Premier League, to come into a team like this and just adapt not even seamlessly, but just to take command. This is a mature player, someone in the peak prime of their career, and it's just coming as just not even just the, the tenacity, but the goals, the touch, the movement.
1: Do you want to give some flowers to William too? Of William's course. got to get some of because co- I thought we,
2: we, we thought William was over. I thought he over. I didn't.
1: I thought it was done. I didn't William I thought I thought, I, I thought he was going to Fulham because he had a house in London.
2: Mm. Right.
1: I thought it was that sort of <laughs> I thought it was that sort of I think it was that sort of retirement. The Brazilian movie.
2: supermarket is near there. Is that what you thought? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, God. I thought,
1: I thought William's like, I've done my bit in Brazil. I've got a house in London still for my time at Chelsea, my time at Arsenal. Let me go full and bit And ball out for, for a bit.
0: And he's balling out. It's like, listen, man, I'm coming back. You don't have, I'm coming back. I, I didn't finish, I didn't do that. That weren't the best concert I can do. I'm coming back listen, for the encore. Mm-hmm. William, William the Conqueror, baby. It's William back. the Conqueror. <laughs> back <up> in <laughs> I'm delighted for him. I'm delighted for him. You know as well, Brentford, I'm going to bend me. I'm going to give Ben me some love just because he came in a squad playing like he's literally, mm. he's like bolstering them up now. I've got to give him some love and Rodrigo, I like the way Rodrigo at Leeds is starting to do a bit now. You know, somebody that everybody's thought that, yeah, my man could play, mm. but I've not seen it, but you, I've seen a bit with him as well. quite like him. Kaoru
2: Matoma.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: Kaoru Matoma. Oh my goodness. I Are we well going to talk again, about Brian, the fast feet. The fast again. feet. Whew. The man is yeah. doing work. The man is doing yeah. work. No one is, no one's looking forward to that problem. No one is, no, that as a proposition that is extremely unpleasant. And you know the
0: thing with a problem like that as well? When you're in a dressing room, Moose, because you know he's good and you come in and you think to yourself, you're afraid of him already, Matoma. As a defender, you're probably afraid of him already because no one knows him properly yet. He's not been there long enough. So mm. whatever's happening now, it, we're seeing it for the first time with him. It's just, it's just like, oh my gosh, we haven't worked him out for last season and the season before and that. So, mm-hmm. he, he can literally get anything he wants out of his bag of tricks. He could do whatever exactly. he wants right now exactly. to defenders. He could do what he wants. And, and to be honest, he, he's got everything.
2: Everything. Well, you know when Napoli beat Liverpool that time early in the season, the Champions League, people were like, oh, like they thought it was always like a freak result. And then they've seen actually it was mm. just Napoli just blasting through. And I think that's mm. the same with Matoma in that sense where the early performances, people are like, oh, can he really sustain it? And it actually, yeah. yeah. Like McAllister, mm. everyone sees McAllister now. They're like, oh, can he? Yeah. Like he's that dude. Yes, he can. Yeah. That's <laughs> that guy he's can remained, get the responsibility of backing up Messi in a World Cup final. He's, he's remained at altitude. He's remained at altitude throughout. That's extremely impressive. <laughs> yes, he's remained I like, remained. It. I like, it. I like it. That's a wonderful <laughs> yes. way of putting it.
1: Yes. What are you saying, Carl? <sighs> I'm just thinking how Matoma just gave yeah. Trent a long day. That, that entire... That Brighton, that Brighton victory over Liverpool. It's a lovely
0: way to put that. Mm. It just gave Trent a long day. Just a long day.
1: And, and I think now teams are, are going to play Brighton, especially at the Amex going, oh, it's hard. Mm. You know, they've got this, the Zerbies brought the Pauza to Brighton. So there's loads of times where Brighton's defenders will just stand there and they'll put their foot on top of the ball mm. and they just start playing with it. they going, I dare you, go on, I dare you, I dare, you, I dare to come get this, mm. And they're just luring the press onto them. And then immediately when there's like a tiny gap, they just played. Actually, shout out to like, the incredible
2: mm-hmm. Tifo did an incredible video on that. Uh, Brighton did. putting they their stats in the ball. Yeah, that's another one to shout out. That's a, you know, they're doing great work over the Tifo. I wonder um, if clubs like Brighton and, yeah. and
0: like 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 you said, he said to he looked at you, Marco Silva. I wonder if I wonder if people look at Tifo and say, Bro, you're not giving away too much of the secrets, man. <laughs> of course. You, they watch are. Tifo, you watch Tifo and you of you know. Are. Stop! Somebody's got to pay Tifo to stop.
2: Of course, because you know it's like snitches. Listen, I, yes, I love you guys, at Tifo, but you're, you're snitching. Listen, the game has to be sold, not to be told. You know what? I tell you what, Tifo is to football. Tifo is to football is
0: like they found, they found, they found a new energy. But the people who have got gas on, they said, no, 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 we got to keep these people quiet. We got yes, to keep these exactly. people quiet because they can, they can fuel the, wor- they can fuel the world without us. That's what's you know happening what's funny because about this? they are so good. <laughs> TIFO, pure love. Flowers, TIFO. Flowers.
2: Flowers, TIFO. Do you know what's funny about this? They remind me mm. of um, when I was watching an interview uh, with uh, Luka Doncic. Um, I think it was the JJ Reddit podcast. And they're talking about how he attacks defences. And he was saying something and he stopped himself and he's like, I can't give everything away. Because he was like, because you know, <laughs> when you're that good, when you're that good as a football or a team, you've got your measures and there's the countermeasures. And then you work out countermeasures to the countermeasures. And you're like, you cannot give all of that away. <laughs> No, Um, no. But yeah, so the surprise package. But let's go into it. Let's segue into overlooked, underrated player. Who is your most overlooked slash underrated player in the Premier League?
0: You know, I mentioned Solly Marsh. Probably Solly Marsh might be one, but Matthias Jensen. Brentford. Ooh, I like this. You like that? Okay. Watching him. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Again, watching him and the way he goes around the pitch, goes around his business. You know, when you watch a player, he's, he's, he's one of those never less than eight out of 10. Very, very overlooked. Very, very underrated. And like you mention him and then people will do that, Carl. They'll have that kind of um, reaction. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because when you watch him, you think he goes about his business,
2: doesn't do, no frills, no luck, but he is doing work. Villa fans are not going to like me for saying this. The Bubacar Kamara. Seriously. Look, there's a friend of mine who he's got no flash at all, right? He has no flash Mm. at all. He does his day job, earns really good money, but never, but the one thing he does have, he has this like, Dark blue Aston Martin. Okay. <laughs> and it just it just purrs. It purrs. And when he drives that thing, there are people that have a lot of money that look at it. People would have wow. a lot of things. They'd like, oh, what's that? People that are like, yeah. like oh, that is what Kamara mm-hmm. is bringing. But because Villa <laughs> are emerging quietly, no one's seeing mm-hmm. it, but it's just it's just purring around. Ooh. Mm. Well, wow, that's, that's what nice. he's doing. Oh look at ooh, that! Oh 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 I hear ooh. you. Oh, that's what? What are you saying, oh, Carl? Me, Daddy? What's that? That's a Kamara. That's a Kamara. That's a Bubakar. So <laughs> he's got. He's got. He's got.
1: <laughs> he's got this like long pass to the left hand side that he's been he's been doing in the French league for ages, and it's oh my god, it's so
2: dangerous. He's advanced technology.
1: He just he just, he just, he just picks he just picks it up from the centre backs and is like, okay, who's there? Mm. Bang! Just hits it to the left, just all the time.
2: And these players are going under the radar because teams have been struggling, but now they're like recovering. Mm. So You're yeah, starting to recover. Yeah, in the mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Who have you gone for, Carl? I've gone for Jen- Jensen. You've gone for Kamara. What are you thinking?
1: Joe Willock. Wow. We, we've talked a lot about Newcastle and the collective. Mm. And look, this is not the Joe Willock that was scoring loads of goals for Newcastle when he was on low. Mm. But what he has become is a pressing monster.
2: Mm. Mm, right? So big. a lot of
1: the superlatives that we give to, to Jude Bellingham, Jude Bellingham, physically dominant. He's got that, you know, that fun wormhole dribble Mm. where he takes two steps and somehow he's run ten yards. Like Joe Willock's got that too. Yeah. And I think that Newcastle midfield of Bruno Gamales, Sean Longstaff, and Joe Willock. You know, Bruno Bruno G gets a lot of plaudits because he's a fantastic number six. But what Joe Willock is doing Mm. in there of just going, All right, you know, you, you pass, you regulate and I'll just dominate this space and make sure it's that thing of there's this description of the New York Knicks in the 90s saying that when you're trying to get the ball down there it's like trying to get a seat on a busy public transport oh my god like elbows oh my and god. arms and you gotta <laughs> get past the newspaper and you get getting through the headphones and that's Joe Willock that's Joe Willock now of oh, okay
2: oh you wanna get the ball through central midfield I dare you. <laughs> Can I say this actually? Before I forget, we have to throw this. I love that shout, and I think while you've mentioned Willock, I've got to throw in the surprise package. We had to mention Miguel Almirón. Yeah, just yes. Until we had, we had to. Do you know what I mean? We had. To, when we're, when we're, we're, while we're going there, we just wow. have to give that man props because it's
0: almost that was disrespectful. Yeah, for me, not I love me. We talk
2: about an evolution. In fact, I got to say, he is my surprise package. Not to disrespect him, but because I don't know if I've seen a quantum leap in someone's form and profile like that, especially after he was called out in a way he was just minding his business, didn't deserve that. Oh, he didn't God, deserve that yeah. whole thing. He yeah. didn't deserve that. And then yeah. all of a sudden he's in the spotlight and everyone's having their banter videos and he could have become just another like Timo Werner character where you're a very good player who comes to the Premier League and you become a figure of fun and it's no fault of your own. I'm so pleased make... for him. Almiron has just gone mm. to another level. I'm so pleased for him. He's on another level. I don't think he practices normal goals. I think he practices every goal is like 40 yards away on an angle. Because the types of things that man is hitting, those are not normal shots. They're not I, normal I, you shots. You know you know what you have
0: to look, when you look at Miggy, Miggy Almiron, the way he played when he first started, and you, mm. look, his demeanour, his, 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 his you could see him doing stuff. I used to always say to share, I like Miggy. I like Miggy. He's doing stuff, defenders might get a, a little foot in, or he might hit post or he miss he might miss kick it. That happens. Because when I look at Miguel Almiron from that time to this, he's not doing much different. He's doing his mm-hmm. same stuff. He's going at pace. He's cutting inside, trying his shots, and now with confidence and with a manager that's like, "Bam, go and do your stuff." He is lit- now. You're, we're looking at a player that you're thinking, "I could, I can see, I can see." If you, if you're carrying on like this, I'm, I'm getting not, not Mares vibes, but that kind of level of he can get to mm. that. I think that Miggy could get to that oh, if yeah. he can oh, yeah, keep yeah. up this kind of like form. He could get to that because you, you, when he's going he really, really is quite unstoppable because his pace, he got this great pace. He's very, very m- moose. Beaut- you know what? I'm giving Miguel Almiron flowers for the way he's come Absolutely. back from all the shit and he's taken it and now he's gone somewhere where, no man, let, let, let the people be. Leave people alone.
2: I know yeah, why. I love that. I love that for him actually. I'm so happy for him. You know, yeah, it's man. Easy. Miggy, signing. Let's go with signing. Signing the season. Signing well, I know, the season. My, my, mine is actually clear. It's weird. It's funny because mine's clear. I didn't have doubt in my mind about this. But
0: I'm, g- I'm not going to go first though, because like I want to see if you two, if we're on the same page in respects of what we're
2: doing. Carl, Carl, you go first. Carl, you go first. I've got mine's, mine's clear for me. Mine's clear for me.
0: Casemiro. Oh man, <laughs> he's nicked it off me. <laughs> I'm, I'm going so Casemiro. Wow. Obviously, obviously Zinchenko and his transformation of our club. But Casemiro is the signing of the season,
1: easily. Wow. I have been on podcasts and columns and TV broadcasts for years. And they have said, oh, you know, what centre-back should Manchester United buy to improve their defence? I'm like, United don't need another centre-back. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what do you mean? They, I mean? they don't need another centre-back. They need a defensive midfield. I mean, everything with the United's team, they just need the defensive midfielder. Don't get a number eight. Get a number It's like, Oh, what about Declan Rice? Like, I love Declan mm-hmm. Rice. I don't think he wants to be a number six. You need to buy a number six. Mm. And I'm, I'm like, spend." ages going just buy a number, number six. six just buy a number six you're wasting poor Pogba until you buy a number, yeah. th- number yeah. six and then Manchester United start the season I'm going oh my god there's still no number six they need a number six like, Manchester United buy Casemiro you should have seen my face <laughs> I didn't believe you it you should have seen my face I <laughs> <laughs> uh, You should have seen my face. That's me. You're that Pokemon. For years going. (laughs) For years, that's me going to my friend. You need to learn how to drive. You need to learn how to drive. You need (laughs) to learn how to drive. You need to learn how to drive. drive. I learned how to drive and I bought a Land Rover. Huh? What? (laughs) The
0: Casemiro signing is
2: one that makes you go like that, Carl. It does. Your your face goes. They signed who? I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe it. And you think, oh. I was one of those people who thought, oh, he's going to come and just take the money. I never thought that. I just never thought mm -mm. we'd get him knowing how good he'd been on that Champions League run, I couldn't believe that Real let him go so soon because I thought, ah, oh, Chiuamani needs more time to bed in. That mm. was nonsense because that guy's gone into beast mode. That man did not yeah. need any time Mine. at all. Right. That man needed even less time than Kamavinga needed and Kamavinga needed no time at all.
0: The reason why um, Casemiro, and when, when my jaw, it didn't drop, but I was like, wow, really? See, if you've got the money, you can get that player. Because mm. when he came, the only reason why people were negative about it is because they they use that moose that that excuse of yeah he's just coming for the money now. Look where Man United mm. are. Look what Man United are doing now. You know what I mean? We're talking about elite, elite, and it's 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 the kind of club that will make him go wow yes. And yeah. when you look at what he's doing and and the players out every everyone around him is getting better. And like what he'd done when he was at Real Madrid, he just let Modric and Cruz, Tony Cruz, get on with what they're doing,
1: and just and just mopped up everything, bro. And he held himself back. Exactly. It's not just he makes Man United's midfield better. He makes their defense better because he shields them. Mm. He he improves the he improves the attack because he sustains pressure. So when the United lose the ball in and around the opposite penalty area, he's like, no, no, you're not mm. getting carry counter attack because I'm stood right here. Horrible, uh, incredible. the one, jealousy was one just one because Osaka other people better. couldn't get him. Man United have got, a
0: he's like made better because when
1: yeah. wan going down the right-hand side, Casemiro's just stood mm. in the right area, going, Wambasaka, you keep going. If you get stuck, I'm right here. Don't worry. Oh. He, he's the drummer in the band, mm. right? It's, it's incredible. A full, it's a full yeah. beat. Mm. Anything you need. Oh, you want me to speed up? Don't worry.
2: I can do this. You want to slow it down? You can slow it down a little bit. You know, he's... I love that shout, Carl. I think it's funny because I got a couple, I got an honourable yeah. mention. Estepanan over at Brighton. Because Cucurella left and everyone was like, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness. And this man came and they upgraded in that area, which Mm -hmm. is wild. So just honourable mention for him. But my signing season is actually Gabriel Jesus. Because I think as much as I love the Casemiro signing, don't get me wrong. I love Casemiro signing. At the same time, I look at it and go, does it shift the needle as much as Jesus does? Because Gabriel Jesus arriving. Zinchenko was not at that first training camp, but Gabriel Jesus Mm -hmm. was. And that's where Mm -hmm. the transformation began. This man comes in and scores after 70 seconds in his debut at Augsburg. And you're like, Mm. Oh my God, you know, like some preseasons don't matter, but this one mattered. And the way that Gabriel Jesus Mm. set the tone, he tried it's it's very, he transformed Arsenal's perception, not only the public eye, but of themselves, Mm. of themselves. Mm. He demanded a level of accountability, a speed and intensity and ambition. The hunger that he came with, he set the tone. And I think, Look, as amazing as Erling Haaland's been, as amazing as Casemiro's been, Gabriel Jesus changed the face of an entire football club in what two months? Mind blowing. So he's 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 my he's my signing of the season.
0: Moves mm. just quickly. Looks like Sean Dyche is coming in um, to mm-hmm. Everton. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm I'm pleased to 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 a certain extent. I'm very pleased for the Everton fans because. I don't know what they're going to think about whatever the football's going to be but like he's somebody that's going to come in and he'll look the players in the eye and he'll give them a kind of manager vibe that I think those players need Frank might have been too inexperienced in the way that he might have showed emotion and how he was and they needed to be they needed to be grinded these players and mm. I'm hoping that he can come in if, that, if, it is, if that's the case and he can, he can just like get them solid get them solid I don't want Everton to leave the league I like Everton as a football club I hate the way Everton's been run, um, and everything that's going on with it. But I think that this
2: managerial appointment at this particular time is a good one. I think it so feels good. shrewd. I it hope, feels like it yeah. feels like the sensible people in that board, the sensible people there, or the ones who want to keep their jobs. Finally speaking, least, are like. Yeah, hang on a minute. Like, let's not. There's a lot to talk about Bielsa, but Bielsa needs time for his methods yeah. and needs a certain profile of yeah. player. And I think Deitch coming they in, so go. smart, can adjust. Great man management, and that's a great shout. Anyone else to shout out? But we've done a roundup of the Premier League uh, mid-season flowers. We've given Dutch props, but anyone else to talk about? Can I, can I give flowers to somebody quickly? I want to give uh, Frida Manum some, some love.
0: Um, great game last night. Uh, you, know, you know the thing with Frida is the way that obviously when Viv was playing, Frida had to be on the bench. She had to wait her time. What I'm giving her flowers for is another player that's had to bide their time, but make sure that you're ready when the time comes. I can't put enough emphasis on how important it is for players to be in that mindset that you don't know when it's coming, but you have to still do all the things that if it does come, whenever it may come, and you're ready, and you seem free to come on, come get involved again last night, play, win the game, play brilliantly. For me,
2: again, I just have to say, well done to her. On that note, that was a yeah, just the sort of flag mm. that that was. Ask the women beating. As they've had a 3-0 in the Conti Cup. Really put them away, bro. Freddie Marlon got, got got a brace. Yeah, the whole thing was over by mm. with an hour in, with an hour in. So shout out to her. I'm pleased for her,
0: Moose, simply because people don't understand, Carl, what a player who's not injured, who mm. has to be sitting around thinking, oh, they don't think I'm good enough to be in this first eleven, but I'm gonna still train as as if I'm in this first eleven. So if my chance comes, I can take. Now it's up to the manager to 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 when when even when Viv comes back, when it, you have to keep faith with this player who's pulling you out right now
2: who's being Isn't it when a player comes through and just like sets the agenda I love yes, that Yes it is Moose yeah. because that's like a player Eddie, is,
1: it's the same thing Yeah yeah. Like with Eddie and K of just yes. that concept of this person is better than you so you need to sit down yeah. and you're going okay you have to wait you have to be patient mm. you have to be stubborn you have to believe in your own talent and then when the opportunity comes Enzo Fernandez vibes and that's the yes. spirit
0: oh. that was pretty cool thanks for coming in guys you
2: cool. Really enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, that was good vibes. I'm good. That was That's amazing. beautiful. I like Get that. Those props there.
0: I'm trying to see how we can maybe see if we can steal Caicedo from Brighton.
2: Listen, why, am I, me-
0: to why am I whispering? Why am I whispering?
1: If you want a little whisper, whisper about something. You should go to Southampton. <laughs> We've got a nice little centre back there called uh, Bella Cota. Might be worth you think. Look uh, at. You you didn't hear that one from me. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> there he nice
2: is. One. <laughs> nice one,
0: uh, Carl. On that note, on that note, listen, Moose Carf. Thanks a lot, man. I'll see you soon.
2: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs)
1: Absolutely, man.
2: Only love, bro. Only love.
0: Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much, Mr. Kwanga. Thank you very much, Carl Anker. That was pretty good fun. Okay, so, FA Cup time. So, like I said, I'm on my way to Manchester. Can't wait to get there to watch Arsenal and Manchester City tonight. Listen, thanks for listening again. We won't be around on Tuesday, um, but we will be there Friday. So, hopefully, you're listening on, on Friday. So, take it easy, everybody. God bless.